Equine Management is proud to present Daily Vet Life, a short podcast for equine and mixed animal veterinarians and their staffs that's focused on personal and business topics of importance during the COVID-19 pandemic. Today's episode, we'll talk about CARES Act 2.0 with Brian Brendel, Director of Legislative Affairs at the American Horse Council. Daily Vet Life is brought to you by Covetris, a global animal health company dedicated to empowering veterinary practices. We combine products, services, and technology into a single platform that connects our customers to the solutions and insights they need to grow. Welcome to the podcast today, Brian. Hi, Kim. Thanks again for having me. Good to be here. Yesterday, we talked about uh, the CARES Act and some good information if you either have not yet or are applied for any kind of uh, federal assistance or if you're waiting to hear back on it. So we encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday's uh, podcast. But today we're going to talk about uh, the CARES Act 2.0. So Brian, what does that mean and what's coming? Well, Kim, um, although we've already seen some major changes and some improvements in paycheck protection, much work definitely needs to be done. I'll start by going into more detail related to eligibility criteria. As I talked about yesterday, the American Horse Council is working with the American Farm Bureau Federation and others to secure eligibility of 501c5 groups for paycheck protection. For background purposes, the tax code classifies 501c5 organizations as agriculture groups and labor unions. If these ag-focused trade associations don't receive emergency funds, then many veterinarians could lose an important go-to entity for economic data best practices for their farming clients, and policy information. The horse industry is also lobbying to include 501c6 groups within paycheck protection. Many vets have joined these efforts, including the American Veterinary Medical Association, the Association of American Veterinary Colleges, and the California Veterinary Medical Association, just to name a few. Inclusion of these entities would be an uphill battle, or at the very least, results in some old-fashioned horse trading. For example, many Republicans might oppose inclusion of 501c5 groups on the grounds that they oppose labor unions. And on the 501c6 front, many Democrats could raise objections on the grounds that most chambers of commerce, the key pillar of the business lobby, classifies 501c6. At the end of the day, lawmakers might agree to include one on the grounds that it would usher in eligibility for the other, sealing a package deal that has something for everybody. While Congress pulls together CARES Act 2.0, the horse industry and its allies advocate for ways to expedite delivery of funds into the hands of veterinarians and other ag borrowers. AHC, the National Cattlemen Beef Association and Farm Bureau, among other partners, are pushing for more resources for ag lenders to distribute paycheck protection loans. Specifically, our coalition is requesting that Congress fund farm credit system lenders within future set-asides for community banks. The coalition is also encouraging Congress to continue to pressure SBDA to process applications as quickly as possible so that funds can be delivered to rural America without further delay. With respect to covered expenses related to rents, the horse industry's allies are also asking that Congress include the rental of business-related equipment as an eligible expense under paycheck protection. This would not only deliver relief to farming clients and veterinarians, but it could also benefit vets who rent equipment related to their business. Also, a staff member with the Senate Agriculture Committee has stated that committee leadership support publication of SBA guidance tailor-made for agriculture. 
While the horse industry and its allies identify issues for Congress to address within the context of CARES Act 2.0, the process will involve many legislative hurdles. For starters, Democrats and Republicans will have to wrestle with big ticket items such as increased funds for the states in reforming civil liability laws to protect veterinarians and other businesses from lawsuits related to COVID-19. To add to the list, the Trump administration has proposed including a major infrastructure provision within a future package. This idea has drawn criticism from members of his own party, mainly because of the hefty price tag. Senate sources have stated that efforts to move CARES Act 2.0 will begin in the House of Representatives. House Democratic leaders have stated they hope to present the outlines of a package by May 15. Timing for legislation to move remains uncertain. The fact that each congressional chamber is operating under different schedules, complicated by COVID-19, presents another hurdle for legislation. The Senate reconvened on May 4. Under social distancing guidelines, the House of Representatives, on the other hand, had originally planned to reconvene on May 4th. Speaker Pelosi, however, later pulled back on the commitment and has not yet identified a specific day for the full House to return to Washington. So in a nutshell, Kim, that's where we stand on CARES Act 2.0. Much work remains to be done. We really appreciate the American Horse Council and all the folks uh, up there working on behalf of the horse industry. Are there any take-homes from this that you would like to uh, share with our, our audience? Well, one thing that could break a prolonged gridlock between the Democrats and the Republicans is the fact that the Paycheck Protection Program does have limited funds. Uh, the second round of funding came in at $310 billion. Uh, SBA did process more than half of those loans during the first week. So as that uh, becomes more scarce, I predict that the lawmakers will be forced to go to the table and if nothing else, uh, deal with the issue of delivering more resources for small business. So this, this could break the log jam to help resolve other issues. Uh, related to various uh, relief measures. Well, again, thank you very much for joining us yesterday and today to, to talk about the CARES Act and what it means to our industry and specifically to veterinarians. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Daily Vet Life, and thank you to our sponsor, Covetris. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Daily Vet Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Follow Equimanagement on Facebook or send us an email at kbrown at aimmedia.com. Daily Vet Life is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.